Hello and welcome back to the Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me for this Christmas special, Liam. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. How's it going all year end? I'm all good. I've just said Christmas special. It's not really a special. It's just for this for Christmas. So, um, <laughs> is that technically lying? Don't don't sue me. It's close um, enough. Let's let's go with close enough. Close enough. Um, yeah. I'm all good, mate. And uh, we've also got Ireland's finest, the K-Man. <laughs> as we're K-Man. Stabbing. This is the easiest thing that Steve could come up with pre-pod uh, to say my name. But uh, no, I'm very well. Christmas is upon us. Uh, they are still in fourth spot. And yeah, we're off the back of another cracking result against some fantastic opposition. So looking forward to getting stuck into it. It feels quite good, doesn't it? Like, I was thinking about this earlier on. Like, we keep winning recently. Um, Mm. It just, yeah, don't know how to deal with that. Worries you a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It's funny <laughs> because, like, as, as a fan base, when things are going too well on the pitch, we sort of just find arguments to sort of, you know, argue about. Um, Absolutely. And it's actually, it's actually been quite quiet, really. Um, the, the only thing I've seen today is people were, were complaining about the amount of Tottenham songs that were being sung last night. So if that's if, if, if that's the biggest of our worries, mm. um, I don't think we've got much to worry Just about at all. On that though, Steve, that's not the first time I've heard that complaint this season. I, I, does that it is a lot. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, you know, you got a cup crowd, a lot of young kids, a lot of young yeah. families, people going for the first time. Um, they're not going to be singing about, you know, Robin Van Persie, are they? <laughs> or Ashley Cole. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's been a good week um, f- for the Arsenal. Let's talk about Leeds. Let's just dive into it. Massive win uh, up in Yorkshire. Obviously, the the, the odds were in our were heavily stacked mm. in our favour. Uh, Leeds had pretty much half of the team out, um, and it was we were we were a bit unsure were we, whether it was going to go ahead. It went ahead, and um, we did a phenomenal job on them. Um, I'll come to you first, Liam. A for a curveball there. Um, give me your thoughts. Where you're going with that? Give me the lowdown. How did you feel about the the, the, the game and, and the result? Um, I think going into it, I was as confident as I could be without. So I was I was a bit worried the stars were lining too much in some weird way. I don't know if that's really a thing, but um, it was just I, everything in me wanted this game to go ahead. I know that they're. Their problems with their squad weren't COVID-related, so I expected it to do so. But you're just thinking, if, we, if we're if we to end a, a dodgy run of away results on the road up north, Leeds away right now was the time to do it. But um, I've been sucking into that before when the stars align a little bit too much. So I was as confident as I could be, but kept something a little bit back, I guess. Um, and then the game got going and all my worries disappeared within about two minutes after Saka misses an open goal and Thomas Partey forces Melier into a really good save. Um, so it didn't really take long for those for those worries to be to be allayed. Yeah, if it, we, we, were, we were pretty much in control for, for the whole evening. Um, interesting stat for you, actually, because um, I can repair these days. So four of Arsenal's last six trips down the road have ended in a 4-1 win. So the odds were well. The omen, the omens were good, right? Um, but mm. yeah, it, it was one of those games where you feel like effort was going for us. You know, Leeds come off the back of a seven-nil defeat. They're in a really bad run of form. They've got lots of injuries, um, 
and I think Orbinio summed it up perfectly on Twitter. He said, like, this was a perfect time where Arsenal sort of give out Christmas presents in, in, in the shape of three points. But um, it wasn't to be, was it? And, you know, honestly, we, we completely blew him away. Um, and listen, I know we played against the young team, but I don't think you can take anything away from that performance. Um, it's, it's, it's not the easiest of places to go. And I thought, I thought the team did very well. If I could jump back in there, you say Leeds had a young team. I've got a statistic for you as well. Apparently, our squad on or our eleven on the day was younger than Leeds's was. Yeah, no, I saw that as well. I mean, I, I shouldn't say young, maybe inexperienced would be a better, yeah. would be a better <laughs> word. But then I think Marseille, Marseille Bielsa has a very small squad of players anyway. So I think mm. in, in many respects, you know, he's the maker of his own downfall. Calvin, Calvin. The K-Man. K-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it, mate? Yeah. Um, it's hard to kind of deviate away from what Liam was saying there. I think it's, from memory, it's one of the few games in, in recent memory where I've gone into an Arsenal game. Let's not, you know, I'm not going to include last night because I think that falls into a similar category, but I felt confident going into it and very relaxed. Um, I mean, look, they had their squad issues, which we all knew about. I mean, you're touching on the youth aspect. Yeah, we've got a little bit more experience and quality uh, when you compare youth versus youth against Leeds, and we should do, um, being the size club that we are. But I think, yeah, Liam, how you said, you know, we settled in, and I felt the exact same as you. It was once I saw how we started, and it was we were ripping through them in those first few minutes. You know, the sack chance, I really, really wished, um, and he should have done, he should have scored Lacazette just before that miss, to be honest with you, but... You know, it didn't matter in the end. And I, I wasn't too worried about it. Like you might sometimes be when you watch Arsenal because, you, you know, if we look back at the start of the season, one of the things that, oh, I said it was glaringly obvious, one of the things that was quite frustrating to us, we didn't create many chances. Whereas the last few weeks, we've really started creating more than we were. So we felt that if you missed those chances back, you know, back at the start of the season, you, it would frustrate you more because you weren't quite sure when the next one was going to come along. Whereas the way we started this game and with that, that, that missed opportunity, you know, a couple of missed opportunities, I felt confident. Um, the only thing that, and it's always in the back of mind because you know, and it, this this phrase uh, you know popped into my head when Liam was talking. Is, you know, Liam's talking like a man who's been burnt before, uh, and we've all been burned by this bloody football club. Um, no matter how many goals up you are, you always have that little bit of fear, right? <laughs> and the only thing that was going to stop us from winning this game was us, and we've seen that happen before, not not so long ago. So, as as well as we we're playing, but I think look, once we went two up. Pfft, you know, every, going one up was great, but going two up, I thought against that side, um, they were never going to come back, and uh, they were never going to come back, and I didn't fear it, and it was quite nice to you know to sit sit there and relax and, and enjoy watching the Arsenal. It it felt like a very professional performance, in it? and I think you, you really mm. sort of hit the nail on the head there in terms of like when Lacazette missed that that early chance, mm. which I think he should have buried, and then obviously oh, yeah. put put the rebound mm. wide. From what we've seen this season, where chances have been few and far between, you do think, oh, we can't be afford to miss mm. in these. Um, but we had nothing to worry about because it, I think, if anything, um, we, we could have had more. We should have probably been further ahead at half time. Yep. Um, we almost sort of like kind of put, took our foot off the gas a little bit. Like there were so many times where we went into the box and we sort of, sort of almost like refrained from like mm. kind of. Hey, it's at the next, next level. We were like, oh, we'll just dilly dally with it, and you know, it didn't mm. matter. But it, it did feel like they were there for the for the taking, and and we could have put about six or seven past them. It doesn't just, matter in the grand scheme of things. 
just on that point though, Steve, I have to say it's getting nice to see though, because those sorts of things that you just talked about, about is taking the foot off the gas. We've been doing it one nil. I don't care if you're doing it at three. Yeah. Do you know what no, I mean? No, no, it's, it's a very different feeling. Um, but yeah, it was great to see us do that again. Cause it's not the first time in the last few weeks where we've, you know, we've pushed on uh, and not just sat back after scoring one goal and hoping for the best, which is how it kind of felt at times. I love, I love the fact that I think, I think it was the second goal. Um, there's, there's some really good videos on YouTube from like Leeds fans. Um, one went viral and I shared mm. it on my Twitter and um, it's really good. And you see like Ramsdale giving it to him mm. and celebrating. And uh, when, when, when we score, they run to the corner and the referee, like I think it was the second or third goal, had to mm. tell him to move. Because <laughs> the Leeds fans, they're, they're such an angry bunch, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. More enjoyable. Was that just after the, I don't want to go into it too much, but fair play to him, Rob Holding uh, and what he did uh, in the evening. But was that second goal just after that incident? I can't quite remember how that lined up. And that's maybe why they were said, don't, you know, don't go and provoke it. Any further. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but I think that might. Yeah, because at fit. the time, uh, no, I don't think I really knew what, was, what had happened. No. Nah. Um, I think but I not, even yeah. asked in the group what was going on um, in our little WhatsApp group. I was like, what's, does anyone know what's happening? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think it was between the second and the third goal. Um, was it between the second and the third, was it? I, if I remember correctly, yeah. Getting into the goals. Mm. Um, I, don't really, I mean, listen, I think I don't want to dwell on, on, on that, that instant too much. Um, you know, it's not very nice and it has no place mm-hmm. in football. So no, and the fact that we, we beat them. You know, and uh, yeah, we rise above it. But mm. um, let's get into the goals. Where do you start with those? Oh, some lovely finishes. Um, Gabby was, was fantastic. Um, mm. It was lovely that, that Saka scored as well after they were sort of giving him grief all game. Yeah. Um, how 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 are you feeling about Gabby Mart- Gabriel Martinelli? Come to you first, uh, the K man. K man. <laughs> yeah. So the the Martinelli narrative has rumbled on as we know um, for the last what. 18 months or so a year 18 months I think and that's about you know he should have been starting etc uh, etc et and a lot of fan base were rightly or wrongly completely personal decisions saying he should be starting and obviously we saw him first game of the season wasn't fully at it for probably various reasons back from the Olympics etc you know and he's still young he's raw coming off the back of an injury I think what we've seen here is and, and it's not just taking away anything from Martinelli because he's the player but I think the way he's been managed um, is perfect for a young player, not just coming back off a large injury, but we've all seen glimpses of absolute you know, class from this guy since he's joined. Um, and it was a case of, we, you know, we all know that he needed to refine, you know, that certain gem. Um, when you look at Arsenal, uh, I was going to say Arsenal Fenger then, when you look at uh, Mikel Arteta, and I think he's done a really good job of that so far. Um, and he's, he's full of confidence. Uh, I mean, the finishes against Leeds were absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, the first one I really enjoyed. I think um, Arsblog touched on it on their podcast, very similar to a, uh, an Aubameyang goal against Brighton, correct me if I'm wrong, which Lacazette did very similar build-up, uh, very, very similar goal. But the second one in particular, I mean, I'm not the only one that probably felt this when watching it, but I thought the ball got away from it. To be honest, with you. you know, I got that little bit frustrated when you're watching someone being, ah, oh, fucking hell. And literally, before I had a chance to finish uttering my my annoyance, he latched onto it and then just delightfully dinked it over the goalkeeper. And Liam, you'll know that's one of the worst feelings you can have as a goalkeeper when you're charging out just to see a little flick like that go over you. Nothing you can do about it, and it is, you know, you have to put that down to the skill of the the attacker to be able to pull that off. Um, but 
I mean, what more can we ask for? The work rate is incredible. Um, his speed is just something we've we've really missed. And it's funny I say that because Bamiang's known for speed. He's lost he's lost a few yards, um, but it's the hunger. This man's he's ready. He looks ready. He looks more physically ready than he did at the start of the season as well. Um, long may it continue. Um, you know, we see some players come in and hit a little purple patch and then sometimes disappear or not quite continue on. I just want to see this guy continue to progress his career forward and especially at this football club because if he can continue the way we hope and think he might go, then we're bloody lucky. Let's put it that way. Liam? I think Calvin's um, pretty much covered it spot on. Um, I have to say, in terms of managing Martinelli, I remember a game... Uh, Man United at home, I think it was last season, nil-nil. Um, I think it's the one that Leno tipped a Fred shot onto the post in the first half, if that helps jog us any, anybody's memory. Um, and Martinelli started that game, and we we're all quite pleased to see him, but he had a shocker, if, if we're perfectly honest. Now, it could have been a one-off game, but you looked at it and you just go, yeah, you, you're so raw, you're, you're not quite knowing where to be on the pitch and when to do these the, the right things. Mm. And I compare that first half performance to to get um to Leeds and Newcastle and his recent games at West Ham as well. Mm. And I just think it's night and day the difference. Um mm. he's just refined is the perfect word because he's just become it feels like he's a much more all-round player. I mean, the, the first guy was an instinctive type finish. He just rattles mm -hmm. into the top corner. Mm -hmm. um, the second one, he has more time, uh, a lot of time to think about what he's going to try and do. And he still produces the finish over a very good mm -hmm. goalkeeper. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I'm really pleased with what we're seeing from, from Gabby. The other thing I think we're all completely looking over is, is this not just a guy who's young, hungry, and also taking full advantage of the situation that's happening around him? Um, I think you, you, that definitely plays into it um, with certain individuals. You know, we talk about how hungry he is. Um, you know, we can all see the opportunity he's got. Bamiang's off. He was off to, a, you know, the AFCON anyway, but he's out He's out the picture altogether at the minute. And if he plays his cards right, i.e. Martinelli, that is, and continues on like this, massive chance for him to, to, to nail down a spot. What more do you, you know, as a young professional who wants to make it to the elite level, what more do you, you know, this is the biggest opportunity you're going to get. The big credit actually to him is that if he's nailing down a starting spot, it's potentially not, not Aubameyang's because he's not playing as the central striker, mm. but Smith Rowe. How impressive we've been with Smith Rowe, who's been on that mm. left-hand side. Mm. And now it's Martinelli. And suddenly if you put Smith Rowe in, well, it's probably going to be for Erdegaard. But then hold on, mm. Erdegaard's been sensational. Sorry, we haven't got to him yet. So it's Great like... Yeah, what a problem it Great is problem. to have it, absolutely. It's a good mm. headache to have. Mm. It's crazy because I think I think you touched one of there, Calvin, about like he didn't start the season that well. Mm. And I think because Saka and Emil Smith Rowe were, you know, were, were the sort of the star players and have been all season, it's easy to sort of compare to compare the, the two to, to, to Martinelli, who hasn't been who hasn't hit the ground running. I don't think he was particularly match match fit. He was he didn't look particularly mm. sharp, did he, in those early stages of the season mm. when we saw him? And listen, I think you know he's come in and he's completely seized his opportunity. You know, and um, you know all credit to him. I just I just like what I see, right? And I think it's exciting, mm. and and it's and it's 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 nice to sort of see these things coming to fruition. And um, it's it's an exciting time for Arsenal when you look around, you see these young exciting players 
Um, mm. And I feel like, not to get ahead of ourselves, because that's what we love to do, I do feel like we are sort of one or two players in key positions from that next level. I'm not saying I'm going to go on and, you know, challenge for, 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 for the title yet, but I think there's a massive potential there. Any Anything else you guys want to talk about on Leeds? Um, especially mention to that fourth goal, because I thought it was really nice. That ball for Moded guard um, and, and the Smith Rowe finish was lovely. That's, that's, that's the sort of goal I could watch back all day long. Yeah, it was, it was just... I mean, it, it's difficult enough to do uh, as a dead ball, that little loft at that weight, on the run. Not not quite a sprint, but he's he's not jogging either at a run. To get that ball, the perfect weight of passed over the defender's leg so that Smithright doesn't have to break stride and then can just get his foot on it and get a shot beyond Melier. Oh, it's just top class and... It, had a, it, it was good for him to get his assist because he had a pre-assist for the third goal as well. Pre-assist, I use in, in, in quotation marks. But that uh, pass to Saka um, that, uh, that set up the third goal um, in the first half. So it was good for him to get his assist. It was a quality assist as well. Um, and mm. I think he deserved it on the balance of play. He, he, was, he was incredible um, mm. on the night. He's been quietly going about his business quite well the last few weeks, which I've been pleased to see. Um, it's not always flashy. It's not always, you know, in your face, uh, but it's the way he keeps the ball moving. Um, I mean, if you, if you, I know we're going to go into the game in a second because we're going to probably just move on from Leeds, but, you know, you look at that ball that he, you know, he played through the lines for one of the goals last night to set up Pepe, um, but he forced Pepe to, you know, run. So one thing that frustrates us with, you know, our passing game sometimes is it's all a bit, you know, to feet. Uh, or slightly behind a player, and you can't take for granted how important it is to put the ball in front of a man sometimes to 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 push not just push you up, but it's your momentum. It's the whole team moves up with it, and then it creates openings. So if he can keep playing the way he is, happy days. So let's let's get on to last night. Um, we played in the quarterfinal against Sunderland. Was it four or five one? I can't even remember. It was five in the end. It was kind of it was one of those. I know what you mean. <laughs> one minute, four or five like, one. Was it not, you, five? not used to scoring so many goals. That's what it is. I'm losing count. <laughs> Nine goals in uh, the space of seven days. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I was recording a podcast uh, with Toby what, when, when, the, when the lineup was announced, and I actually felt like we'd go semi strong. And I, and I quite like that. You know, I didn't, you know, I think it's a massive opportunity for us to get to a final with a young mm. team. And I think it's only going to bode well in, the, well in the future, giving these, these young players an opportunity at a final. Um, also, you know, without Europe, it's it's a way back into Europe. So I like the fact that Arteta, you know, wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't taking it too lightly, right? There's a level of respect and you can't completely underestimate these teams. But, um, you know, he, he picked the right team and we got the job done. And it was a very, it was a very, very comfortable even if, you know, even when suddenly got one back, I never really mm. felt particularly worried Um we, we we always talk about you know Nicholas Pepe you know we say can, can he can he do it on a cold Wednesday night away at Stoke he probably can't but he can do it on a, on a Tuesday night at the Emirates against Lee Sunderland we finally found his level um, you so go. you know what I fantastic yes what's what we want for you seventy two million pound man something which I'm probably still trying to do actually is you know it's getting to or grasping the fact that Arsenal aren't in Europe. Um, and the level of importance it has for this club, or any club actually, 
not just us. And it's just we, most of my life, you know, the League Cup, you know, we've won it once um, in my time. And it's usually just been a trophy that would oh, be nice to win it. Don't really care about it. Not, not too fussed. I think this season is, you know, the first season in many, many years where it really does have some, some added importance for sure. And, I've, you know, it's kind of like me. I'm readjusting my mindset about this competition because you do forget it's not just winning the League Cup. It's, you know, you'd be back in Europa League next season if you win this. And how good would it be? And I was thinking this during the game, is you, you know, when you fall one up and you get used to it, your mind might wander, right? How often do we get the chance for that to happen? But I was thinking, how nice would it be to win this, take a little bit of pressure off the lads, if we're in that fight for top four, with knowing that they've all in the fight for Europe or whatever it might be when that comes around, how much nice would it be if you didn't have that added pressure of, well, we have to do this? Don't get me wrong. I really want to see us do it because I think that's the best way to do it is by the league. That's, you know, your true, you know, your true self come the end of 38 games. That's where you sit. But if you can win it and get it done and boxed off early and win a trophy along the way, it wouldn't be too bad, would it? Fair point, actually. I hadn't considered that angle that if we're already in Europe, we know we've got a spot in Europe come February. Mm. Um, actually, that does relieve some pressure. I've never I hadn't thought of it that way. That's quite a good point. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I looked at it through the perspective of we've got Norwich and Wolves within 48 hours of each other coming up soon. So mm. uh, it got it was quite nice to get some rust off of the likes of Pepe, Holding, Leno. Mm. Not so much Leno, because I expect Ramsdale to still play both. Um, Tavares has uh, come back in and got a few more minutes. Um, I thought that those sorts of players who we might need over these next two games in the league, um, it's good for them to get minutes on the pitch, minutes into legs. Um, we've got minutes into Smith Rowe as well, who sometimes can't always finish games. Seems a bit leggy at times. It's good for him and his match fitness to get a good run out. Um, we we got uh, Martinelli out there getting more minutes into his legs because he's cramped up a few times recently. So maybe that's good for him fitness-wise. Mm. Potential. He's, he, he's not come off injured during the game. So I can now sit here and go, oh, well, maybe it was good for him to get out there actually. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the perspective I ended up seeing it through. And it's only dawned on me now that, well, recently after the game, that actually we're in the semi-finals of a, of a trophy with... with well, three games away because it's a two-legged affair. Mm. Uh, three games away from winning a trophy here. Um, what what more can we um, what what more can we possibly want? And we're just going to sit here Wednesday, knowing our place is booked, and seeing who comes in in the next round. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, Steve. I just want to bring bring you into this because actually, I remember you saying oh, um, before that. That's nice of me to do it now. That's like that. kind of you to to do it on, on our podcast. Doing- you know, just when Liam was talking there, just reminded me of something because we're, you know, looking at it from different angles. And I think one of the things you said to me going into the game um, was, it wouldn't it be good as well for such a young group of players to get final experience as well if we can get there? Um, the Arsenal in me says we've got a difficult semi-final. Um, one way or the other. I'm trying to think who's left in it. Is it Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, West Ham? Chelsea. It's what yeah. I mean, difficult, but. You know what? I think over two legs, um, I, I fancy, apart from Liverpool, I'd say, I fancy mm. it's any of them. Um, but listen, it, it, it was an important victory. And, mm. um, you know, I think also, you know, just, just keeping that momentum going. 
Yeah, we get we go into we go we looked we looked towards boxing there now. We're in a healthy position. Um, you know, semi-final. It's it's all about the feel good factor, right? And um it feels good to be like I said before, it feels good to be an arsehole at the moment. Maybe we are, you know, getting ahead of ourselves. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. I think I think I think we've got a very, a very good well, apart from Man City, actually. We've got Wolves, very winnable game. See at home. Let, let's just let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, but when you're at home. I think we've been pretty good at home this season. So I think I, I would back us to get some out of that. It's um, still City though, isn't it? It's <laughs> they they yeah. can tear anyone apart on the day. And yeah. they're in, once they get winning, they don't stop. Not not easily anyway. They, <laughs> yeah. The only team that can is Liverpool, funnily enough, mm. um, usually. Uh, on Liverpool, sorry, I, I don't know if I've stopped you halfway through your point here, Steve, but whilst we're just I've on the no subject, fair enough. Me. Fair enough. Um, but whilst we're on the subject, the other two teams left are Brentford and Leicester. Again, should be quite Liverpool. winnable games. Mm. Um, but Liverpool, you say, scares you. Well, we've got pretty good record against Liverpool in this in this cup, haven't we? If I remember correctly. 6-3 several years ago, but we beat them on penalties. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, and I think we've beaten them... Oh, no, maybe we lost, they lost on them. penalties. We lost this season penalties. Because you were at that game, Steve. Oh, yeah. The five all wasn't it? Mm. We 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 beat him last season in the league cup in behind closed doors. That was then, a yeah, nil we, nil, wasn't it? And we yeah. beat him on pens. But then the season before, or maybe the one more season, yeah. it was a five all, wasn't it? When Erzul, you know, did a good oh, job yeah. against fourteen year olds. <laughs> First time um, he's played well up north in his life. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know what I'm trying to get at. I think, I think, I think it's very winnable. Um, and I think, but there are some very good teams left in it. But listen, we'll see where we go with it. I wanted to ask you guys about Eddie and Kettier. Last night, you know, you you can't knock him. Hat trick. Um, first goal was a bit lucky. The other two goals, I thought he took really well. All credit to him. Um, but you know, f- for me, he, he needs to do this when we're playing like Everton, right, in the Premier League. And I feel like these are the games that we judge him on. I can't help but think that it's easy to sort of sing his praises when he's when he's performing well against you know a League One team. Um, but in reality, when he's given the opportunity in the Premier League, it just doesn't cut it. Mm. Um, and it, it's very Arsenal that you know we get very excited and we talk about him. Oh, give the guy a new contract. I'm like, I don't think so. I think he's. I, I still think he's at best a Championship player, regardless of what he did last night. And, you could say he's, you, can, you can argue he's a squad player. I don't, think, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think he's good enough. If 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 you if you look at the 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 the, the level of quality we've got and at that age bracket, you know you can say Sackham and Smith Rowe they lead the way, right? He's nowhere near him. Nowhere near. No. I think I'm I'm with no. I don't think I, I am with you on that. I don't think he. I think we've seen enough now over mm-hmm. however many years it's been since he scored was it it was against Norwich wasn't it he's got a, a brace against Norwich coming straight off the bench mm. we've seen this player for a few years now and it's he's okay he can do some things he can score goals he had a nice spell in the Premier League don't forget for us um uh was it the summer um when the when we had the first lockdown we first went behind closed doors in the and we were playing in June and July he had a nice little run in the team and he was doing all right so mm. I think there's a place for him um, in a Premier League team. I mm. think that team would be someone like Brighton. And when I, what I mean is <laughs> basically, what, well, no, what I'm, 
just trying to give an example here of a team that basically could do everything but put the ball in the net. I think if he's asked to put the ball in the net, it'll be absolutely fine. He can make himself a career in the Premier League, no problem. But if he needs to be in a team just who plays in our sort of way, who needs someone to build up, who needs uh, to link, uh, he needs to do all these kind of clever runs, he's just not going to cut it. I think he just needs to be the, the finishing point of a team. Someone like Brighton could really do with it, with an Eddie Nketiah who's just going to, after they've done all the good work getting the ball up towards the goal, just need someone to stick it away. Eddie can do that. He just proved it last night. Yeah, it was against Sunderland, but they were still good finishers. He, you can still see in the actions he's done that those actions aren't necessarily easy to do, if that makes sense. Mm. The quality of opposition might find it harder to stop. But he still reacts well to get his knee on the first one. It's a clever little flick uh, for this hat-trick goal. The second one I've forgotten, if I'm honest. Um, there were just things... Came from the left-hand side, didn't it? It was a, it oh, right, yeah. it was a good finish, yeah. It's yeah. just an no, instinctive I... finish, though, the first, yeah. if you see what I'm saying. It, the opposition, you know, the opposition quality maybe presents that chance to him, but he's still got to react to it and get his knee on it to guide it towards the goal. And that's not necessarily, not every striker can necessarily do that. I might be giving him a bit too much credit here because he's come off the back of a hat-trick. But my larger point is, if you put him in a team that just needs somebody to finish off the chances they're creating, I think he'll score goals and he'll make himself a career in the Premier League. Think Shane Long, right? That's that's kind of his career, just finishing and scoring goals in the Premier League. Mm. If he's in that sort of team, he'll be fine. But it's just he's just not up to our kind of, level that that that's as simple as that yeah i mean i wouldn't say the level like because i think he is where we are now but the level we want to be right um i don't think he's at our level now either no you know, I, i've yeah. really done as you said Saka and smith right are yeah, not just fair. a bit better they are levels ahead Miles, um even, even martinelli he just yeah. just has that impact and that presence mm. in the team that nk doesn't and you know it, it feels very sort of reminiscent of like the Ainsley situation where he's been around the club a long time now and it's like and the same with like Reese Nelson I think it's sort of like you're not new you're not new on the scene right you, you've mm-hmm. been given ample opportunity and, and you, just, you just don't cut it would you agree with that Calvin? Yeah absolutely um, what more can you add really I mean Nketi is one of those like you said we've seen all of these players for long enough and I haven't seen enough and you know the, the simplistic comparison is Saka and Emma Smith-Rowe Martinelli similar age not younger uh, and show way more potential have nailed down spots when they've been given the opportunity to do so yes strike is a harder one to nail down because you're not as involved as you would be in the other positions that we're kind of comparing them with um but for me you know it did catch myself you know asking that question when you're watching Ketia score a couple of goals like that and you're like is there a spot for him but I instantly stopped myself and went, well, I've asked myself this question before. I've, I've done this, this loop, this infinity loop that we love to do with certain individuals and give them chance after chance. And I think it is time to move in on. We should have done it and made a bit of cash out of it, to be perfectly honest. It's going to be annoying to watch. You could easily get 20 mil for a catcher. Mm. How do we feel about Balogun? For, for me, I think he's alone, uh, whether that be in the Premier League or Championship. Because I think there's, there's a lot of potential there, but just miles off the pace from from what I've seen, and it and it's as Calvin loves to say, it's a small sample size. It is because we've only really I've only really seen him against um, Brentford 
um, Sunderland last night. To be honest, he he didn't really stand out. Um, I thought it was pretty poor in, in both. Mm. No, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, we we've known this for months. Yeah, I didn't need to see last night. Um, was it last? Yeah, last yeah. night. I didn't need to see it. It needs a loan, championship preferably. To be honest, with you, I don't think he's even quite got the the nuts for a, a relegation fight or a lower Premier League table fight uh, at this moment in time in his in his career. But look, there's potential there for sure. You know, he's smashing it under twenty three level, which is a different level. I get that, but he's doing he's making the right noises. But I think if we can send him to a championship side where there's space for him to develop himself, get a bit of confidence, you know, a good side has to be the right fit. Um, and yeah, just get him getting some experience playing, you know, adult football week in, week out and let this guy beef up um, because it, it will only benefit him to get used to it. But yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about it. Just, just get him out on loan, make sure it's the right loan and let's, let's revisit that, that conversation in 12 to 24 months time and see how he fits. Yeah. Um. Anything else you guys want to want to add about Sunderland or any thoughts, feelings? We've got yeah, to touch on Patino, right? Lead, lead, lead the way. Oh, lead. Well, I mean, to be honest, he didn't do it. I'll, when you when you see a young player like that come on, um, I think it's quite easy to just watch them because you want to see what they're all about. We're four one up, right? Um, not bothered about anyone else. I want to see him do anything. He didn't at all. Um, uh, he hardly touched the ball. And then the ball comes over to Pepe. And um, don't do this often, so record this while you can. Massive credit to Xhaka for that crossfield switch to Pepe. What a pass that is. Um, that, that, that pass was sensational. Pepe beats his man for the 100th time that night. And, yeah, and it was just so nice for Patino to get on the end of it. Uh, really enjoyed that. You know what's really thing. funny is, is I don't know if it's ever you, Calvin. Liam's going to be the same. It's the same for me. It's the same for me, guys. I don't know why. I know why you're laughing. I've got your WhatsApp message. I don't know what's going on. No, because I tried to say the same thing, but you've been good at popping your hand up. And I was like, he hasn't moved. What, what he's talking about? He's not moved because I didn't notice it before then. But uh, no, you touched on the same thing. I wanted to ask you, you know, that feel good factor. Do you know what I mean? Like, Steve, you'll remember this. Liam, probably not so much. So apologies, but you know, you rewind to those invinci- that invincible era, and you know, Lee Cut was such always like, let's just experiment with our youth, and let's just see what happens. We never really gave a shit because there was always something else to to go and win. Um, you know, that's and you know, I sort of posted it out, but I was getting such Fabregas vibes off um, that goal, and you know, it was a five-one win. He scored the fifth goal. Fabregas did the same thing in the League Cup, coming off the bench, scored. Well, you might have started that day. I can't remember it so long ago. You were at the game, Steve. You can correct me. No, he didn't score against Rotherham. Oh, no, not that one. I'm talking about the League Cup one where he did come on. Were you at that one? Were you at the Rotherham game? I'm getting confused. No, I was, at his, I was at his debut against okay. Rotherham. Okay, yeah, and I'm just confused, which I'm permanently confused, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say, most days. But yeah, those vibes, man, when I was just like, you know what, just watching last night was just fun. There was no stress about it, and there really wasn't before. Um, so to see a young lad who's, you know, it's not as if all of us are unaware of him. Uh, we know about this guy. I don't know massive amounts about him, but I've heard enough, you know, his name gets enough mentions around the club that you pick up on it, it's familiar. And to watch someone come off the bench, it fills you with such excitement. Again, you don't get too ahead of yourself. It's against Sunderland, he's 18, and let's just see how he goes. But, you know, that must have been immense for him to do. And it was it was a decent little finish. And obviously the, 
the saucy assist from from actually no, that was the Adam Ketch's goal. So I'm getting confused again. See, permanent permanently confused. Permanently but confused, mate. The thing is, yeah, the, it was just a feel good factor from that watching a young lad come off the bench and slot in the fifth goal in a very easy League Cup win. No, it's nice, isn't it? Though you know, I mean, that is a dream debut for, for, for such a young mm. player. And God, they get they get younger and younger. Makes me feel very old. Mm. Says you. Is it is it is it inappropriate for like people of our age to have like footballers' names on our shirts who are like ten years younger than us? Like, oh, unfortunately, that's just part and parcel of being a fan. And it like, let's be honest, you could say go one step further and go, I spend my I don't cash to literally sit with a load of men, usually, and women, boys and girls. To just cheer on twenty-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, you could just say that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that. It's a bit weird. I spend my time cheering. I I spend my Saturdays watching twenty-year-olds run around the field chasing a ball. There you go. <laughs> there we go. But we love it, don't what's, we? I thought it's a what's sport. We it? do. What's happened to Liam? Liam. He's um, still there. He's muted and he's he's turned his camera off. He's back again. Sorry, right, Liam. Yeah, I just had to deal with a cat who wouldn't shut up. Uh, I wonder what that noise first, was. First world problems. First world problems. Um, so yeah, like it was. It was to, to, to conclude. It was a, a top night, and uh, yes, we're into the semi finals. Couple of games. Yeah, so we, we got we got Wolves next on Boxing Day. We play Wolves on Boxing Day. Is it no, we've got Norwich. Day? Oh, it's Nor- Norwich. Oh, hang on, Norwich, and then it's Wolves. It's three, is it three fixtures in a week, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, we've got Norwich on Boxing Day, and then we've got literally Wolves 48 hours later. I think it's something oh, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's great oh. for the fans, isn't it? Not so great mm. for the player. Not that anyone will be able to go to the games. I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit worried that Boris is going to do something a bit stupid. I've got tickets to Forest and Tottenham away, so we'll see if I go to those. Side note, Steve, I'm Boris, by the way. Obviously... You know, I don't live in the country, so I try not to concern myself too much with what that fucking idiot is saying. But obviously his face pops up on the old timelines every now and again. How on earth do you get to such high-level positions with the worst fucking Barnet? How's he, how's he got away with this? How has he got away with this for so long? How has he... No one just tapped him on the shoulder, Boris. Mate, you're Prime Minister. You're going on fucking national television. We just saw that fucking air out. Or do what you do... Wear a, wear, wear a hat would be better I mean what the fuck is going I don't know what's going on with his air mate windy day stood outside number 10 man I mean he looks like a <laughs> troll do you know what I mean it's just insane I was going to say I really wish the listeners could see the video and uh, Kelvin's little hands up at, up near his hair doing a little wave trying to oh. imitate Boris's hair have you Boris had have, have, have you had your haircut actually Can yeah I, I told you yesterday it's just for you so look, what have you gone for the the, the one blend yeah, I didn't no, go I... too short though, because it's too cold, mate. Like, you know too that cold. feeling when you come out barbers and it's in winter yeah. and you forget about it every year. In summer, you're like, oh, shave me. I'm, I can't feel the cold. They're like, you're always cold. For someone who's always cold, make, making the, the decision to move to Ireland was a bit of a fucking balls up. All oh, right, because it's fucking tropical in Worcester, isn't it, pal? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in short, I'm in shorts right now. All right. Easy. All right. <laughs> Oh, right. Easy access for the, for, for the ladies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking a turn here, Jesus Christ. Pull it back, bring it I've back. Had two, I've had two red stripes and now it's all my um, shorts. I'm, I'll lose my way. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Don't let Steph in the room right now. 
That's what I'm oh, saying. She wants. She still wants to marry you as it stands. Let's keep as it. As it away. stands. As it stands. So, um, before we move on to um, one good one bad uh, on this day, have you guys got any? I thought we, you know, kind of I thought, uh, roll the dice. Have you guys got any sort of Christmassy fixtures that come to mind from uh, seasons of the past? Not many memorable ones, because um, you asked us to do this before the podcast, and. One of the things you do is you just go and try and find this on Google um, and you think it should be fairly straightforward because my memory is dog shit as it is. So to remember every single Boxing Day victory or loss or game in my 30 years as well as Arsenal is, is tough. But one thing that springs to mind is like we seem to play Chelsea quite a lot around the Christmas period, whether it be on Boxing Day or literally just after. And I was looking back through the, the, the records and didn't even know that fixtures used to happen on Christmas Day up into the 50s, by the way. This was news to me. Um and the last ever Christmas Day game that we played was, funnily enough, against Chelsea. Um, anyway, that's a little side side waffle for you. Side but one, waffle. One thing, yeah, I love a waffle. Um, one Chocolate thing, waffle? not not blue waffle though. That's no, that's game over, isn't it? But one Ooh. thing, uh, you, you, Liam just knows it. He knew that someone was going to go there. Um, a bit weird. It it's weird. a family friendly show, mate. Next next year we're talking about one, two girls, one cup. Oh Jesus Christ! I've never, weirdly, never seen that. One of the few people in the world has never hey, seen. Oh, that. you are one lucky human. But kids, you ask seen, your parents. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever seen one man, um, one man, one, man, one, job? one man, one cup? No, I haven't, Steve. Have you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> it did the rounds at school. Don't, oh don't, don't watch that. I can't remember where I was Carry going at this fucking point anymore. To be honest with you, what Something was about waffles. Sound about waffles. Sound about waffles. Oh, I was waffling about something, but I've completely lost my train of thought. No, but um, yeah, Boxing Day results. That's how we got to this. But um, one that came to mind, I was looking through the, the list of games that we've had, was uh, Wolves, funnily enough. And we beat 3-0. And it was the first game after Thierry Henry was robbed of his Ballon d'Or uh, by Pavel Nedved, I believe. That was uh, a travesty to... to one of the worst I've ever seen. People get a bit fired up about Lewandowski, but that Thierry Henry one was just different, different levels. But yeah, he went on to obviously score two cracking goals. Um, and prove he had a great barn at the end. He powered in Nedved. Great barn, yeah, better than Boris. Yeah, better than Boris. yeah he, yeah, he, he, t- he takes time. He definitely uses GHDs on that. Hundred percent. Any games spring to mind for yourself? Any Chelsea games? Not. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I, I was meant. The reason we talked Chelsea is because the only one I could think of was, uh, besides Chelsea last season, was uh, Chelsea in 2000 and... Was it 10 or 11? I can't quite remember which. I think it was 10 or 11 the season, Christmas, 3-0. It was that season. 3-1. And it was... Steve corrected me, it was the 27th, um, so the day after. But we're counting it because... Fuck it. Um, Really. That being Chelsea. It's always fun, isn't it? But... I, I remember, I don't remember it terribly well, but I do remember not feeling confident about the game for one reason or another. I can't remember if we were specifically in a rough patch or Chelsea were particularly good, but it's, I've always got the feeling that, oh, we're in for a rough one. Why does this fixture have to come out around Christmas, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I always remember my granddad, um, I, who I never, he lived quite far away, so we didn't see him too often. He, he was telling me, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. I got an Arsenal blanket for Christmas that year, which I've still got to this day, 10, 11 years later. Um, have, you, have you washed it, though? 
Yeah, I've watched it more than once as well. More than once as well. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go down another fucking waffle loop with those. I'm, yeah. just, I'm trying to skim over it, if I'm honest. Yeah, fair play. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I always remember that game very, very funnily, not just for the result, but um, it was around the, the Christmas time when I met up with, with my granddad, got that present from him. He always told me, oh, it'd be a good win. You'll be fine, etc., etc. And lo and behold, we did, 3-1. It was a great game, great performance, mm. great result. Who's yeah, it's funny. goal? Song, oh, their goal. Drogba. I remember, I remember oh, no. I, was, no. I was at the game. It was Alex. Alex. Was it Alex? Alex. I remember, I remember being in the North Bank lower and hugging some random strangers. Still hate Alex, by the way, for knocking us out. Just for that goal. Yeah, bastard. Not for when he played yeah. for PSV and he knocked us out. Bastard. I remember it was a flick on. It was a Drogba free kick. And was it Fabianski in goal? I think it was. And he came out to punch it, got nowhere near it, flat free kick, and it got flicked on beyond Fabianski. Um, Just on your point there, Liam, as well, where he said, oh, I hate, you know, when you look at the fixtures, you're like, oh, we're, you know, we were playing shite. And then you look at Chelsea on Boxing Day, like, what a way to ruin my Christmas. Thanks, lads. I have this exact thought for this coming New Year's Day fixture. To be perfectly honest, I'm kind of tempted to go... I might just skip the first day of 2022 and it doesn't start until the 2nd of January, to be honest with you. So. Mm. Funnily enough, know. I had this same thought 12 months ago as well. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. I'm not surprised. Let's hope we get the same outcome, eh? 6 0 Arsenal. You've heard it at first. <laughs> Double that trip from Eddie and Katia. Just go score six. Easy. Nothing, and then we'll sign them on a 10 year contract. Yeah. So moving on, um, one good, one bad for the week. Mm. Have we actually prepared anything or are we just going to sort of wing it? As hey, what we'll do, we'll do, the, we'll do the old Uno reverse and go, Steve, what have you got? What's your one good? Oh, shit. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. I'm good joking. Sir. I've actually, I'm prepared. So my one good is Tottenham being, being removed from the Europa Conference League, which I thought was hilarious. I, um, I weirdly think that's bad, by the way, because I'd rather they played extra games. Well, I thought it's funny, and also the fact funny. That the, the dominoes were um, were taking the piss out of them on Twitter, which I thought was which I've got time for. So that's my one good, yes, and, and my one bad. We'll just we'll just kind of smash it out. Is that it just looks a bit depressing at the moment? Life in general, like life. <laughs> I, I mean, I shouldn't laugh at home. that, but it is just if you I've don't. Been at home, I've been at home. I've, I've been at home for a week. Me and Steph have both had COVID. I'm sort of free now. Um, but then, like, I feel like Boris is on. Is about to fucking lock us down again. It's all a bit like, come on, you are taking mm. the piss with your stupid haircut. So yeah, that's my one bad. Just, just generally feel. Bear in mind, it's Christmas. It just feels a bit. I just feel a bit flat. Um, and yeah, a bit miserable. So. Well, yeah. look, mate. Just on that note, we're here for you. Being all serious, it's that time, isn't it? It's a tough time for a lot yeah, of people. But I don't, I don't like long... either of you guys. So. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> mate. But... <laughs> You know, life is a bit. It's oh, a tough one to talk about, though, Steve. So I think fair play for bringing it up is something which we all, as blokes, sometimes you know, especially from my era, we kind of just dust it off and just you're a bloke. Jesus, Jesus, yeah, yeah, double our bastards and all that sort of stuff. But um, mm. no, it's this trick on it. Life is a bit crap in here at the minute. But one thing that I'm really reaching for is weirdly the arse aren't kicking me when I'm down, which is fucking brilliant at the minute, to be honest with you. So long, long may that continue. Nice. Um, how much they can lift you, isn't it? It's, it's crazy how much we rely on. These bunch of twenty-year-olds <laughs> kick a ball on the field. Yeah. <laughs> for, for our, Stick it in the uh, back of an onion bag. Come yeah. on, let's go. 
Love it. Yeah, absolutely. What's your one good one bad anyway? I, my one good, I'm going, I've gone for a bit of a copper answer, to be honest with you. Um, just two nice wins, really. I mean, nine goals. Pretty relaxed. That is a watching. massive cop out. It is a bit of a cop out. That's, but... like, that's like saying, oh, I had a really nice sleep last night, got a full seven hours. <laughs> I sleep well every night, mate. So it's not the same for me. Jesus Christ. I don't because I've got an annoying dog who barks, who wakes up at three in the morning scratching. Yeah. Give me a little itch. That's all he wants. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> but no, my, my one bad is, to be honest with you, it's for both of us, actually. Um, and in hindsight, we haven't said that word yet, by the way. We've lasted nearly a solid hour without mentioning that word. Um, yeah, not being at the Leeds fixture on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But also, it's kind of got a bit of a touch of good for me, because I told you in the group chat that if I did try to go to that game, I was flying to Leeds in the morning. I would have circled Leeds for a solid hour and a half and then being diverted to, to Liverpool. Um, classic Ryanair tactics. So I probably wouldn't have got there till just before kickoff. Uh, so I, I saw missed all that. that on Twitter, actually, that's people got diverted. Mm. Been, so it would have been your flight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was annoying, right. the fact that we completely stuffed them and we weren't there to enjoy it. Yeah. Liam, what about yourself? I've managed to keep away from football for both of them this week. Um, Are you talking about more bands that I've never heard of before? Yeah? <laughs> no, he's going to start singing no, lyrics again. The look and the laugh. Well, I look, I, I, I've got his back on that one, Steve. There's no similarities there whatsoever. What were those lyrics Definitely again? Not. What were Let's those not lyrics? do it. Uh, sh- react it. Oh, okay. Shine, shine uh, my light. Oh, Jesus, shine. Christ, it's gone, Liam. Just let him finish. <laughs> you clearly didn't say. He didn't shine check the Spotify light. link. Shine my little. Oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. my one good this my one good um, is my brother has joined me in the Netherlands. Um, he's doing scientific research uh, at the other end of the country, mind you, um, at Delft University, and he's come over to. So there's two of my two of four brothers and one of four are now in the Netherlands. So we're slowly taking over the country one by one. Quick question. Go on. Four four brothers. Yeah. I'm one of four. Yeah. Oh, you're one of four. Sorry. Are you all Arsenal fans? No, I'm the only Arsenal fan. Ooh. I could be my bad. The others are all West Ham if they uh, bother to watch football. Well, let's hope we I get them from... in the cup and pull their pants down and we'll get all three of them on here and just take the piss out of them for now. That'd be great. Where, I wouldn't mind where... that because it means they knock Spurs out. So that'll do us nicely. Where yeah. do you sit? Are you are you the oldest or middle? I am the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest of all my brothers. Disappointed you didn't pass that down the chain, to be honest with you. I'm well, looking judging. It's well the, the, the West Ham comes from my mum's side of our family, who we see much more often. Uh, Arsenal comes from the dad, my dad's side, uh, my grandparents, um, who used to live in South London. Or they li- used to live in North London rather. And my grandparents' mm. grandparents come from South London, uh, from Woolwich. That makes that's where Arsenal it. comes from. Like it. I saw a funny tweet yesterday actually, which said some I don't know if it was genuine or not, but it's all it said a son I've had gone to Woolwich. Thinking that Arsenal was in Woolwich. Oh I don't know if there's if there's any truth in that, um, but I did read that. Oh, yeah, God. you have really let the side on that, Liam. You know, as I always <laughs> said, you should be I've nailing that best. into them. You should be like you're Arsenal. You Honestly, your they're not big None football of them fans anymore. Awesome. They have to spend like, their whole life like with a bloody telescope watching from up for watching the West Ham six miles from the pitch. Thing like bloody bubbles. If they're watching European football, well, I guess, this season. Well, I'm the only one with common sense, I guess, because the, the way I decided was it was West Ham versus Arsenal uh, and the families had come together watching it um, and Arsenal had won, so I decided it was Arsenal for me. 
Yeah. I was the only one who followed logical common sense. Good man. Makes sense. Calvin just um he rolled he he just flicked a coin, heads or tails. I didn't even have a choice of that. I didn't even have a coin to be honest with you. It was just dragged. Did I did I do my bad? I don't know. No, you definitely didn't do your bad. Okay, so my bad secret Santa's at work. Here we go. I've got so now I'm all for a secret Santa. It's usually a good fun. Now, this year, my work company are expensing everybody. So we had a 25-euro limit, and the company would cover it. So it literally didn't matter how much you spend. You could be Mm. a cheapskate, you could be, or you could just spend up to 25-euro and get it all reimbursed by the company. I thought that was great. Can't get many um, British drinks and snacks and things over here. So I thought I'll take this opportunity to get some freebies, Mm. put them all on the list, um, and in that list was uh, a couple of ciders that I can't really get over here, like Terry's chocolate orange you don't get over here. Ooh, a few problem. things like that. Couldn't resist. I also had a, a can of iron brew just because it was a euro, um, and I and I had another euro to go. So I got a can of put a can of iron brew in there. What does the secret Santa get me? Four cans of iron brew in that <laughs> for four euro, and the that is my the, secret Santa. Secret Santa is a funny one, isn't it? Four euro on you. Spent four euro. Oh, I spent eleven, including the shipping. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. I would have definitely been like, not me, funny guys. Four fucking euro, you cheap. (laughs) Tell you what, I'd meet you, group, and I'll fucking tell them, stingy bastards. To to get it reimbursed as well. Exactly. That's the point. That's just pure laziness. Couldn't be fucking asked. Probably sat on his own, just doing nothing. But secret Santa's are great, especially in the office environment. Obviously, you're not even Scottish. Then it's a Scottish drink. They could have bought you some PG. Yeah, they could have bought you right? like, P- yeah, like PG tips, though, something like that. Well, in my in my in their defence on that one, I put Iron Brew on my list because I don't want a can of Diet Coke. I can get a can of Diet Coke it's over it. It's the only British one I could find. Oh, uh, that's what I drink in the office. It just reminded me of I nearly got sacked once for giving a a, a secret Santa present. Um, Did you buy a deal day? Not far off. Not far off. Yeah, not far. Was it? No, it was my <laughs> boss. I got my boss. Actually, it wasn't even my immediate boss. He was like a director. He's a bit square. And, you know, let's be honest, I was a bit looser back in my late teens, early 20s. And uh, I thought it'd be really funny to just buy him a, a big, massive, man-sized box of Kleenex and a few porn mags. Uh, wrapped it up and let him open that in front of the entire company <laughs> which was brilliant for me and the lads having a right old chuckle about it but you can imagine when I'm on my own in the office being like what thought that'd be funny did you and I was just literally sat there going yeah I did and it was how <laughs> did you know, know it was you well because he had to ask who was it for and they, they were getting pretty funny about it and they're like you need to own up so me being the you know good lad that I am took one for the team even though it was me the whole time. I was willing to take that punishment, though, because I was like, fuck it. If you can't take, take that, I don't want to work for you. your own actions. Absolutely. Very noble of you, that is. That's funny. Funny, yeah. That is funny. Didn't do it again. So on this day, uh, December 22nd, 2007, we beat Tottenham 2-1. Quite a famous game. We had a super sub, came on, scored a win in, uh, scored the winner from a header. That was this one. Lovely. Oh, that means you won't be able to name a single player. Nah, not a fucking one, mate, no. <laughs> Can either of you name the 11 that played that day? Starting goal. You ready for this? Everybody's this is the test, favorite. isn't it? I don't think it was everybody's favourite. You should get this. Well, your favourite. No. 
I don't, I don't know whether it was in 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Jens Lehmann. It was Almunia. Oh, for fuck's sake. There we go. Yeah. How is it that Lehmann got dropped so quick? Like, he got dropped so fast. What Wenger was obsessed with Almunia. Like, obsessed. Like, you look back, he played for so long. Like, he uh, couldn't do... He made so many mistakes. And yet Wenger was just like, oh, we'll, just, we'll just persevere with this absolute clown. But yeah, it was Almunia. Almunia. Cost so much water prick. Mm. Um, Liam, I, I imagine you just said Almunia because you're a smart cookie. He's already saying it. He was already hinting to I already, it. Yeah. I already knew that one. But uh, uh, to be fair, can I give him some credit? He was very good at a penalty. He was very good at saving penalties. And I think he did in this game. I think. Yeah. At uh, one all. I should know. Can't remember. <laughs> I'm fairly sure he saved the penalty at one all. If he I'm did, fair play to him. Spurs wasted a golden opportunity to set the platform for victory after 71 minutes. Uh, referee Rob Stiles rightly pointed the spot when Torre was fouled Berbatov. But uh, Keane's penalty was saved by Almunia. Lovely stuff. Okay. So anyway, going back to... I've given, I've given, I've given away one of the centre-backs. Um, two centre-backs. Torrey. <laughs> Sorry, just say it quick. Torrey, yeah. Solid. Who else would have been in the back? Could be fucking anybody at that time, 2007. Could have been, been Senderos. Mm. No. Or Juru? No. Senderos was on the bench. It's a hard William one. Gallas. Oh, we don't remember what one of the worst. He's up there, William. Right. Fullbacks. This is this should be quite straightforward. Sanya Trichy. Yeah. 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 Uh, midfield four. Well, it's more of a mid, it's, it's more of a midfield five. Okay. So Fabregas, Fabregas, yes. Yeah. Jabot. No. I think he's gone by now. Was there? He left song. Song. No. Too early. No. Flamini. Yeah, Flamini. Flamini. Oh, of course. Yeah, he took do, over, do, didn't do, he, from Gilberto? Mm. Flamini. Sorry, every time. So Fabrias mm. Flamini. Walcott. Was he on the pitch that day? Uh, no. Jesus Christ. Club. Club. Yes. Great shout. Bazitsky. Yep, Paul, oh, he is smashing it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Won, I'm you, so far off here, I don't even know where I am. He's like I a am. midfielder. This guy's like a midfielder slash defender. So a holding midfielder? Mm, not really. Defensive mid. <laughs> he had a good song. The Nelson? Was it no. too early? No, that would have been around this time. He had a good song. Yeah. Sing it for us, Esther. You love singing today, so go on. <laughs> Probably oh, he must have been on the right. He must have played ahead yeah. of uh, Sanya. Yeah. And then we had one striker. Sam Percy. Nope. Yeah. Oh, Adebayor. Adebayor, yes. Yeah. So um, the 11 was Almunia, Sanya, Torre, Gallas, Clichy, Abue, Fabregas, Flamini, Riziki, Kleb, and Adebayor. And then Bentner, um, I'm guessing it's Gilberto Silva, um, Lehman, Sendos, and Eduardo came on. Oh, so uh, Gilberto was still with us. That yeah, the first, that's the first Emirates season. So, yeah, he was definitely yeah, there. This was no, the it was second. the second. Is that the second? 
Yeah. That's why I knew it was Almunia because Lehman started yeah. the first season at the Emirates, yes. but he screwed up against Fulham. I want to say. Why did he made a massive error in Fulham? Why did he get dropped? So yeah, he Wenger dropped him quite. I mean, I, I remember like he was making for a five season. He was old. Wenger as well, dropped. Like, used to, there was a lot of stuff in the press. He used to get dropped quite a lot. He, he, he I think he was making a few mistakes. Yeah, I think he was making a fair few mistakes. And I think that he made a big one against Fulham in mm. his in the first Emirates season. I think that's when Almunia started to come to the forefront. Yeah. Fuck knows how he kept his place because he was shocking. God knows. One the fact that he, he played for like a good four or five years as well is it's bad. He's, so we had some shocking. bad keepers though for a long time. Um, he was turned into a great keeper, um, but not so much. Thank God we've got a proper goalkeeper now. Did, it, did you guys like watching Leno last night? Did you feel a bit like like uneasy at times? Just yeah, I don't, honestly don't really care. Just don't yeah. rate him. Don't rate him. We don't need yeah, to. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? How quickly you've just gone from like, oh, we sold the wrong goalkeeper and having that conversation for fucking ages. Now I'm just like, I was even thinking it last night. I was like, Leno play. I was like, don't really care. We've got a great number one at the minute. Also, no, 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 I agree. Company. I'm just saying like Leno in goal. Do you just feel like shit? Like he just doesn't cut it, doesn't cut it right? No. No, not at all. I mean, it's clear night. he can't. It's clear he can't play out as well as Ramsdale can. But I, I saw him get criticism for the goal, uh, and I thought, oh, to no. be honest, as a keeper, I thought that was a good finish more than. Yeah, it maybe could have been a little bit bigger, but we're talking really minor details. I thought it was yeah. fine. Just one last thing on Jens Lehmann. I, I mean, I still miss that man's pre-match roly polies in his warm-up. <laughs> Do you remember them? Yeah. Do you remember when he went? Yeah, did you remember when, like, against someone, he he like rolled over, like trying to get a foul, didn't get it, and then jumped straight back up. It was at Highbury. Yeah. I always remember it. He loves like, it. It was near the dugout. He was rolling around, and then just got told to get a horse. I'd soon happened anyway. But yeah, he was yeah. a bit. He was another goalkeeper who loved oh, a bit of shit. How's he? Well, look then, chaps. Um, we're a few days out from Christmas, so I guess it's time. We should probably call this a day. I, I mean, if I'm like any of the rest of the lads or 99% of the lads who live on this planet, I've still got some Christmas shopping to go and finish. But look, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. And also, you know, we'd like to thank you at this time of year for, you know, if, you, if you've, you're new to the pod or if, you, you know, you're back. But we really want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, you know, we really hope that you and yours are safe and well and we're all in as good as health as we can be. Um, if you've really enjoyed the podcast today or before, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. We'd really greatly appreciate that. If you want to follow any of us on the social media platforms, you can do so. Steve can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end. Myself, I'm on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. And Liam, he can be found on Twitter at Gronin Guna. Look, we're not too sure when we'll be back because it's Christmas. It's that funny time of year where we're going to be thrown into the abyss, which is between Christmas and New Year's Day, where none of us know what the fuck is actually going on. Um, so keep an eye out for the social media posts. Um, we'll probably look to do a podcast after Boxing Day or in between the mishmash, or it might be another double header. Who knows? But until then, again, Merry, Merry Christmas. Look after yourselves. Look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>